Amen. Amen. I love that. I do. And so, God, we come right now as we get ready for the word, thanking you for all your gifts, for all that you have been to us, and that you are the light of the world. Please be pleased with our praise, pleased with our sermons, pleased with everything that we try to do in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me uh, start off before uh, Pastor I comes and um, just let you know that I, when I was a child and I was playing Little League football, one of the things that I was so uh, happy about was when my father, who had been extremely busy, uh, could get free and decided that he could come and visit me at the game that I was playing in. I was one of the star players, and so I really wanted him there. And after he came, I knew that I had uh, had what it took to just move on a little further. And so I asked you, if you consider that little short story, have you ever received news that somebody was going to come and visit you a long time, friend, or or uh, you've been on edge because uh, a person was coming, like my dad was coming to visit you, and you needed to prep yourself, and you needed to, to prepare yourself, get ready. You, you need to make everything all proper for the visit. After that, how did you feel about it? Uh, were you happy? Were you excited? Uh, or, or were you even intimidated? Because, you know, in my case, then I was supposed to be the best player on the field because my daddy was coming to see me play football. Uh, were you overjoyed when that person came? Well, let me tell you something this morning. That is how the expected Israelites were over the birth of Jesus. They expected that that long-awaited descendant of of David would come and after being prophesied about for a long time. They were on edge because they knew that a promised Messiah, which means a leader or a savior of a particular group or cause, or the anointed one, was promised to the Jewish people. But he did not come in grandeur and pomp and circumstance. Oh, no, instead he came in humility, he came in lowliness of stature. And because he came, we can face tomorrow. So uh, we, we, we uh, would be so glad to talk to you today from the subject of so glad he came. So glad he came. Talking about Jesus, the Christ, our Savior. So glad he came. Is there anybody out there who is so glad that he came into this world? So glad he came to our party that is here, whatever the, the worldly party that we have. So glad he came to our church. So glad he came in love for all of us. You remember back in the day, Pastor I, we used to sing the song, So Glad I'm Here yeah, in Jesus' Name. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and also, we used to sing 
uh, Minister Swan, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I don't know about you today, but I take it to heart that the writer Luke was explaining to us why we need to be glad that Jesus came among us. The Emmanuel, the God with us, that he came among the Jews for the Jews, but not only that, that he came among the Gentiles, which is everybody else. So for the Gentiles as well, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. What does it mean? What does that mean? Well, it means that he came to save the world. Aye. You see, that we were all lost in sin. Yeah, yeah. Some of us had some tangled up sin. Some of us were tangled up, and some of us are still tangled My up God. in sin. But Jesus came as the Word made as a man. That means he was the Word made flesh as a replacement for our sins, as a replacement for our sin problems, as a replacement for all of our misdoings. Because, you see, God would not accept us for eternal life if we were not trying to be holy or had a way of being holy and acceptable unto him. So we were lost in sin. Let me raise my hand because I know that I need to bring it to a level where people understand. Now, I, I was lost in sin. I won't talk about you. I'll talk about me. Lost in sin, but Jesus took me in. Hallelujah. And just the light from heaven filled my soul. Uh, he brought my name with love and filled me from above. So I'm so glad, so glad, so glad that he came. So glad he came. Let me contemporize this just a little bit. Even though this story was over 2020, at least 2020 years ago, his coming is still relevant today. I hope yeah. you heard me. That's his right. coming is That's still right. relevant for us today. Since he came to reveal his power over time, we know that his power showed up at his birth. Like many of us, there was no silver spoon in his mouth. He, instead of going to the Ritz Carlton, he and his mother and his father chose to come to being in the manger, manger. Y'all know what a manger, manger is. I, I hope some of y'all know because there's anybody out there who was born in a manger, manger circumstance. Uh, that is, your parents didn't have the best accommodations money could buy. Like many of us, Jesus wasn't surrounded by trumpets and musically announcing his arrival, but he came to us and he came with just the sound of angels singing glory, glory, hallelujah, to the newborn king. There was no paparazzi no photojournalist, Pastor right. I. Right. No CNN, no Fox News, no MSNBC recording it all for the nightly news. None of that. No celebrity red carpet treatment. No, so everyone could ooh and ah over the baby. In fact, the oohs and the ahs were the lowest people mm -hmm. on the economic ladder. Mm -hmm that they were the shepherds, mm -hmm. 
the goats and sheep herders of the day, those who slept out in the open fields in the middle of doo-doo and, and mud with stinking animals who were subject to run away at a moment's notice if they weren't corralled properly. Oh yeah, yeah, that was terrible conditions. And in those conditions is which he came. In which he came. He came in those conditions. But the point is that he came. That's the point. I'm so glad about it. I don't know what you come to do, but I'm so glad that he came despite our circumstances. Yeah. I hope somebody out there will agree with me. You see, I know that many of us are glad that he came in our circumstances as dire as they are or as dire as they were, depending on your perspective. If you're like me, then you would say, I'm glad he came when my finances were next to none, meaning my last dime, literally. I don't know about you, but if you've never been close to your last dime, when it happens, you'll know it. If you're like me, you would say, I'm glad he came and rescued me when I was in distress. Oh, if you were like me, you'd say, I'm glad he came when I needed him most. Hallelujah, he came. And, and, and let me get personal for a minute. I hope you're not ashamed to identify with me. I'm so glad he came so that I would have someone to go to. I, I, I'm so glad he came so that I would have someone to talk to when no one else can be found when there are plenty of folks standing all around. Somebody going to get that one. I, I, I'm so glad he came that so I could have someone that I can trust. <laughs> so yeah. glad he came. Yeah. So I could have someone that I could call on in the midnight hour. So that I could have someone that I could tell all about my troubles and my mm -hmm. struggles and my trials and my mm -hmm. tribulations and Say my it. being Say kicked it. down and my Say being it. pushed aside and right. my feeling down in the dark and not willing to get up. I thank God that it came. So, so, I, so I thank God that I even had somebody after I mm -hmm. to share my secrets with mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because everybody got to have somebody That's right. that they can talk to. And, That's right. and we need to be able to share those innermost secrets, those things that we don't want to share with just anybody. But I can share them with the Lord above who came. And I know many of you are glad when he just came because you called him. The song said, call him up and ask, tell him what you want. Uh, he came into your situation just because you called. Because you sent that spiritual text. You spent that, that, that spiritual SOS message. Lord, I need you right now. I need you in the middle of my problems. I need you. Oh, I need you. I know I got some witnesses out there somewhere. I know I do. We're glad he came because you believed on him. I know you're saying, yeah, 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 I, I believe. And so we're glad he came because 
He said that he he cannot accept us if we don't believe that he is who he is. He can't do anything for us if we don't believe it. And you are probably like me, so glad he showed up in your grief. When your parents or your brothers or sister or some close relative died, he showed up in your grief to help you to get through it. He showed up in your pain to help you get through it. He showed up in your despair to help you get through it. And when you all shut down, he just picked you up. Even when he had to reach way down to make it happen. And he showed up while some of us were all jacked up. Yes, yes, yes. Even in a jacked up situation, God can save you. God can fix it. God can do what is necessary. So he came. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And we want you to know that we are so glad he came. I hope we got some amens out there because he came. So glad he came. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That certainly lifts up my spirit this morning when I think about how he came and what he has done for me. Hallelujah. But, you know, Pastor Keith, when I think back on my life and, and, and I think about the abundant blessings that I have uh, had uh, the opportunity to experience those, those moments uh, that came my way with great anticipation and, and, and expectation. I, I, I can think about the experience the, of the excitement of, of, of academic achievement. Amen. I, I think about the, the thrill of meeting and marrying my, my life and my ministry partner. Amen. I, I think about the blessing of a successful re career and the fulfillment that it brought me. I, I could probably go on and on with a, a list of the blessings that God has given me where I anticipated something great and, and wonderful uh, to happen. But, but, but as I think about it and reflect upon it, uh, especially in this season, uh, I could probably most assuredly say that the two of my most memorable moments was the anticipation of the birth of my own two children. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You see, each each of those times uh, was filled with with many emotions that are too big for me to describe. To describe, I, 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 I'm sure I, I I would not have the adequate words to really tell you what my heart felt at knowing that uh, I was about to give birth to, to someone that would come into this world uh, that was ordained by Almighty God uh, who would one day fulfill their own God-given purpose uh, uh, to be here to work out their own soul salvation, uh, to have a mission that they needed to accomplish uh, and to make a difference in the lives of those that they touched that only he and she could make happen. 
Oh, oh, oh I, I think about that. Uh, it's really difficult for me, at best, my brothers and sisters, uh, to wrap my head around what God was about to do in my life uh, to bestow upon me and my husband such gifts that he had placed in our hands. Uh, the fragile, solely dependent lives that he was about to give us, lives that we were given uh, uh, pretty much blank slates uh, mm -hmm. to shape and to, bring, and to mold so that they might be usable by God himself. Yeah. Uh, thinking yeah. about the anointing minister's plan of all of this, uh, uh, to use a word that we hear the younger generation say, and that word is, it's it just dope yeah. that God would do that. Yeah. For us. Yeah. And by that, uh, in case some of you have missed that, uh, don't simply means that it is something that's utterly amazing. Yeah. Uh, and that's what uh, God. So, uh, there is not much that rivals uh, the anticipation and expectation of bringing life into this world. Um, even with all the chaos and the calamity that we see and we hear on a regular, there is still something special about the hope and the optimism that comes along with new life. Oh, and this morning, this morning, five days out before we celebrate Christmas 2020, oh, what a blessing to read and to hear uh, from the pen of, 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 of St. Luke, um, the Christmas story that I've read for your hearing. Um, uh, but because of my own personal experience uh, with the birthing process as a, as a mother and as a long time maternity nurse I somehow that long hard walk with my sister Mary this morning you see the story tells us that she's traveling with her husband to be Joseph to Bethlehem from the village of Nazareth which was in Galilee to be a part of the census that was going on there and while Mary is there Pastor Keith we know that she begins the labor process and is getting ready to have her baby. I believe that Mary and Joseph anticipated the birth of, uh, of her baby. I believe they were probably pretty excited about what was to come, but right now she finds herself in a predicament. You see, she's in a whole nother town uh, ready to have her baby. She's without her midwife. Uh, she don't have her personal items that women pack in anticipation of going to the hospital. Mary doesn't even have a baby bag loaded with pamphlets, powder, and a pacifier uh, uh, for her cute bundle of joy. She uh, doesn't even have a nice cute outfit to wear back to Nazareth. As a matter of fact, the Bible records that she had to wrap him up in strips of cloth. Now, now what mother really wants to wrap her brand new 
and we know the story. We know the story. It, it, it's not a story that chronicles the entrance of a baby that came into this world with all the fanfare and triumph. But, but by contrast, he came into this world in a setting that most people would maybe turn their nose up to. Oh, they would be offended and they would be insulted if they had been subjected to what kind of treatment that Joseph and Mary had to endure when it was time to give birth to their son. By now, I'm sure their parents had some little inkling and a little bit of understanding of the child that they were to raise in that kind of setting because this child that they were about to bring to life had a higher purpose or he had what I might call a divine purpose. You see, we as his followers are to give him glory, not for just the way he came, but we give him honor because he came. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 I'm excited about that uh pastor keith you see he came he came in humble circumstances uh, that we might know that he came on a special assignment uh, yeah. uh, the likes we had never seen before and never have we seen again um, my first thing i want to tell you about him coming is that he came to save us he came to give us hope oh i think somebody's tracking with me this morning pastor keith you see the angel told the shepherds that night he said they said i bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people that the savior has been born in bethlehem yeah. that's the second chapter of luke verses 10 and 11. you see but the angel had already preached Previously visited Mary and told her that when the Holy Spirit overshadowed her, that she would have a baby who would be holy and who would be the called the Son of God. Back in Luke 1 and 35, she was never given the details of his birth. In other words, she was never promised a suite at the hospital in the penthouse location with security guards and a ceiling orthopedic mattress. Hallelujah. And the best doctors in town. Oh, but what they said is that she would give birth and that he would make a difference in the life of all people that when he came everything would change and that nothing would be the same oh god i'm glad that he came this morning it, it, it didn't take but for a minute before simeon now you all remember him who wanted to live long enough to see the long-awaited messiah took a look at mary's baby and said lord you have kept your promise and he has set a son to save his people. Yeah. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. And he is the glory of your people, Israel, from Luke 2 and 32. You see, without his coming, we could not and we would not be saved. All hope would be lost and we would be forever separated from our father. But because he came, even in a mangy manger, Pastor Keith, yeah. surrounded by 
this morning. Aren't you glad that he came to save us? Aren't you glad that he came to bring us some hope? You see, my second thing I want to tell you is that he came to guide us. He came to guide us. If we were paying attention while and when we read through the Bible, we will notice that the universe had already responded to the birth of Jesus. Oh, yeah, it did. You know, I know how I know that. Uh, somebody said, how do you know, Pastor? Well, because I read it in Matthew 2, um, chapter, verses 1 through 9 gives us the details of how the wise men found their way to the baby Jesus so that they could worship him. You see, what happened was they were guided by a star. Oh, God, you tell me that how could they find their way to the baby if they didn't have something to guide them? This gives me and you a clue, Pastor, that there was some guiding powers that was part of our Savior's character. Yeah. Oh, that gives me something else to give God a shout of hallelujah about. You see, when Jesus, he came with what many of us have become familiar with right now. You see, which in our natural world, we call it a GPS, or a global positioning system. We have them on our mobile phones. And most of us, if your car ain't too old, you got some of that inside your car. You see, we use them to help us to find our way in unfamiliar territory. We consult them when we desire to go places that we've never been before. We rely on our GPS to get us there step by step. Amen, somebody. But Jesus, I said Jesus, he got something better than that. He has God's positioning system. That's a GPS too. And he uses it to to guide us through life day by day, but I have also learned that it's smart to depend on God using his system when I find myself in trouble and in the storms of life. You see, now God, I love it, Pastor, because he uses it to track me and to find me when I'm in a hard place. He uses it to locate me when I've gotten off course and can't find my way. You see, Jesus uses it when we find ourselves caught up in the storms of life. When the hurricanes come, the typhoons come, the tornadoes come, the tsunamis come, those things that tend to blow us off course. And land up over there when we really should be over here. That's how God keeps track of his children. You know those times when you couldn't see where to go, didn't know how you were gonna make it. But Jesus, he came in your darkness and he showed you the light. So glad he came. That came forth without fanfare or triumph. He is the one who can reach down and meet us where we are. And God, I 